Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to the Padres postgame show on the Padres radio network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler, plus an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. I don't say this too often, but tonight is not the night to bite my tongue. The balls and strikes being called against the Padres today was some of the worst home play umpiring I have seen in a while. Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan. The Padres fall to the Miami Marlins 3-2 to tonight after, quite frankly, they should not have lost this game. And I know that I'm putting it all on the umpires, but tonight... It was it was bad. It was as bad as I have ever seen it. I see a lot of criticism for umpires on a nightly basis. And for the most part, I think a lot of the calls even out in the game or the series or even throughout a season. But Doug Eddings made this a lopsided game, and he didn't have to. This time, I do think the umpire had a direct impact on the game. And I kind of think there was a point where Doug Eddings started to call strikes. Uh, actually, you know what? Jay Singler is sitting down with the media right now. So let's go to him and hear what he had to say. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The when they get an explanation, but uh, you don't have to slide. He maintained the bag. Um, so they said New York doesn't give them anything, but they called interference, and we're still waiting for an explanation. Obviously frustrating. Understandably. And, and, not to make the umpires of the story tonight, but obviously there was a lot going on, especially behind home plates, Skip getting thrown out for the first time in his career as a player or a coach. Um, was it your contention that not only was the the strike zone inconsistent today, but also one-sided in, in that inconsistency? Yeah, it was, it, it was frustrating. That's, that, that, that's as wide as, you know, I've seen a zone and our guys train, you know, extremely hard at, at staying disciplined in the zone. And, and um, yeah, I mean, just, a ton of frustration uh, along with did it seem like it was only going one way at some point also in that situation yeah it definitely felt like that yeah uh, moving on to ryan weathers your thoughts on, on him tonight yeah i thought uh he competed you know very well i think he uh didn't have the command the sharpest uh that that he wanted it to um i think I think his misses were relatively, you know, small, but, and we knew we had about, you know, 75 or so pitches to go with. And uh, he did a good job of putting zeros on the board without his best command. What made Baxter Garrett so tough for you guys today? Um, he spun the, 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 the breaking ball well. And, and, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, our guys uh, having to expand the zone a little bit, um, you know, it's it's frustrating, and, and you go in, you know, with a a two one lead, and and uh, thinking, you know, you 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 can close it down, but you know, besides the, the the two solo homers, you know, we just weren't able to to get anything going. In that seventh inning, Tim Hill got himself into some trouble. It looked like he had Austin Adams ready to go, but you you seemed to like that matchup with with Hill and Aguilar in that situation. What was it about that that you preferred? Yeah, just you know, Tim's been so good for us there, and and uh, you know, we're thinking we're trying to get a ground ball and. And, uh, you know, obviously I thought, 
uh, 2-2, I thought uh, Tim threw a really good pitch, and, and Jesus fouled it off, and then he was able to line the next one uh, into center field. Last question about the umpires one more, if you don't mind. Is there anything that you can do as a team to bring that to the league's attention if you think something was, was done unfairly, or is that something that gets reviewed by the league? Is there anything that the organization can point out? Yeah, we'll put in a call for sure. Thank you, Jace. Jace, did you make it a, a point to not get tossed tonight? Because you seemed awful calm, even though you, you obviously had some more Yeah, we're just, um, you know, trying to try, trying to maintain, you know, composure, you know, with the guys. But, you know, uh, frustrated and, and uh, you know, especially, you know, we're, we're up two to one, like at that, at that point and, and trying to, you know, figure it out. But like I said, like our, our guys stay in the zone extremely well. And, and uh, when they're having to go outside the zone, like, like, like that, it just, you know, can't happen. You, you generally are very respectful of, of these guys that they have a typical job, even when you disagree with them. When it's as one-sided as it seems and it affects a team like this, I mean, I just wonder your thoughts on that and how unacceptable that is to you. Yeah, we got the same crew tomorrow, and so we get, we, we got to come out and be, be ready to go and, uh, you know, finish off a good road trip. Anything else for Jace? Marty Caswell? Hey, Jace, I know Fernando was pretty animated from the dugout after one of those questionable um, strike calls. Did you have to say anything to him to make sure he did he did not get tossed during this game? No, he's he's, you know, done a good job of, you know, be, being able to maintain it. And obviously, you know, the entire group's frustrated and uh, but, you know, it's important they stay in there. Uh, you guys have had a lot of challenges this season, given what you can control and what you could not control in today's game. Was this your most your most frustrating game of the season or did it feel like it was? Yeah, that, I, I think so. That's uh, that, that's definitely the feel. And, um, you know, we got to come out, you know, ready to go tomorrow and, and uh, you know, maintain composure. And like I said, we got a chance to, to finish off a good uh, um, road trip. And and um, that, that's where we got to be locked in at, knowing that the off day is coming on Monday. So you're right. There's so many things you can't control, you know, in this game. And and like I said, you know, as far as the, the, the zone goes, it's it, it's you know, incredibly frustrating at the same time. Like, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to expand. We're not going to get outside the, 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 the zone and uh, stay disciplined in that area. And the guys did a good job of that tonight. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. That was uh, Padres manager Jace Tingler after the game. Honestly, I mean, I don't know what people are, are going to expect him to say because he can't really say much without ha having his wallet being a little bit lighter after he says that. But um, they did say that they're going to put a call into the league about this game, and I absolutely think they should because Doug Eddings made this a lopsided game, and he didn't have to. Um, I was saying right before we went to Jace Tingler, this is, uh, I do think the umpire had a direct impact on the game, and I kind of think there was a point where Doug Eddings was starting to call strikes in spite of the Padres. He wanted to stick it to him, and it's unprofessional. Uh, you're ringing up Fernando Tatis Jr. on a clear pitch that was a couple inches outside. You call a strike on Will Myers, that was a ball, and then ring him up on another pitch low and inside. You got Hassan Kim, who struck out looking, even though the final pitch of the bat was high. Then you have Tommy Pham, who might have the best eye on the team, striking out on a pitch outside. Then Pham was ejected, and he must have said the magic words because there was a lot of talk going back and forth between the Padres uh, dugout and home plate umpire Doug Eddings. And I don't really like to blame a game on the umpires, but this game falls on the shoulders of the umpires and Doug Eddings. This was, this was so bad. I hope Major League Baseball addresses it, and I hope they make Doug Eddings watch the tape and then tape his eyes open so he has to see it. Because I guarantee you, when he looks at this game, and when he, uh, I guarantee you that when they talk about this game after the game, Doug Eddings and fellow umpires are going to, they're, they're going to let, or uh, not Doug Eddings, but the fellow umpires are going to let him have it for lumping them in with him. I mean, this made them all look bad. Excuse me, this made them all look bad. And, um, you know, Skip Schumacher. He was ejected for the first time in his baseball career. That's the first time as a coach or a player that Skip Schumacher has been ejected. 
And I think that fact right there is the most important fact of the night. He played 1,000. I looked this up. He played 1,149 regular season games, and he has been a coach for a lot of his post-playing retirement. And when someone who doesn't get get ejected, when they get ejected, you know something's up. And uh, that's exactly what happened tonight. This game was there was just so much going on from the standpoint of what the umpires were doing that it's we've lost sight of the fact that Fernando Tatis Jr. hit his 30th home run in in the first inning of the game. was it the, It was the first inning of the game. And then you have Ryan Weathers, his first career home run in the third inning of the game. And he's hitting a dead center 421 feet. And it's just too bad that it's, it's just too bad that those things are going to be overshadowed by something like balls and strikes, which is not supposed to be the highlight of the, I'm not supposed to know who Doug Eddings is. I'm not supposed to talk about him on the post game show, but I don't see any other way of me coming on here and not talking about Doug Eddings on the post game show. So it's just, it's just, um, it's just disappointing to see. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres post game show after the Padres lose to the Marlins three to two tonight after some uh, very, very questionable calls by the umpire, uh, Doug Eddings. So we're going to talk to Coach John Kateran a little bit and get his uh, feelings on everything. I know that his, he's going to be fired up, too. And listen, I hear you out there. I, I know that people are fired up out there. So I, I think um, if you want to express your opinion without swearing, please do, 833-288-0973. Or you can tweet me, at Matt Scraby. I know a lot of people are really angry at Jace Tingler. I mean, Trace Tingler. We're going to hear that, too, that the Empire didn't really even know Jace Tingler's name. But we're going to hear uh, that as well in the highlights section. But I- I'm seeing a lot of people really upset with Jace Tingler for-, for being ejected. I don't know what you want the guy to do. I mean, he's been ejected four times this year. I get that you want to see him show a little bit of emotion, but we really don't know what's going on in that dugout. So I, I just don't think uh, I-, I just don't think that. Jace Tingler needed to be ejected when there were so many other things going on right here. I mean, Skip Schumacher did it for him. And I, I, I would argue that Skip Schumacher, that he is actually, he's going to fire up the team a little bit more because he hasn't been ejected in his career as either a player or a coach. And in the 1,149 games, if I see my coach getting ejected, then I'm fired up. I'm pumped up because... I, you just don't do that. For a guy who doesn't get ejected to get ejected, you know something's up. So uh if you want to reach me, you can uh <laughs> if you want to reach me, you can 833-288-0973. Twitter's being very funny tonight. <laughs> Twitter is being very, very funny tonight. But uh the I guess the highlight of the Jace Tingler press conference is that they are gonna put a call into the league about this game and they are going to at least try to follow up on something uh, it, and try to get Doug Eddings to at least admit his mistake or something. But, again, I think that Doug Eddings is going to watch the tape on this, and he's going to feel a little bit bad about how he handled things tonight. Again, 833-288-0973 or at Matt Scraby if you want to uh, call into the show. We're going to going to go through some of the highlights here when we get back, and we're also going to uh, talk to Coach John Cantera. We're probably going to hear from a player as well. But uh, unfortunately, the Padres uh, fall in the third game of the four-game series to the Marlins, three to two, uh, and uh, Tim Hill will take the loss for the uh, Padres tonight. We'll get into everything. We'll get into how Ryan Weathers pitched. We'll get into how Craig Stammen pitched. We'll talk about Fernando Tatis breaking more records, and this time a Padre record, and he's breaking it by a lot. So we'll. You need to stick around for this record because it's pretty amazing and it has to do with Fernando Tatis Jr. It will make you feel good even though you feel bad right now. So we'll be back here in about three minutes on 97.3 The Fan. This is Dan Altavilla from the San Diego Padres. You're listening to Padres Baseball on the Padres Radio Network. Matt Scraby back with you here. Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan. The Padres lose to the Marlins tonight, 3-2. to two. We're going to get into more of the umpire talk. We're going to take some of your calls. If you are online and you can hear me right now, you're in line. If you want to talk with us, 833-288-0973, or you can tweet me at Matt Scraby. So with that said, it's time to get into some of those cool stats and then the the ugly, ugly ending to this game. 
let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by Eco Water SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. Well, Mar- Marlins starter Braxton Garrett probably thought it was going to be his night when he started the game with three strikes and a K of Tommy Pham, but that was short-lived because well-rested Fernando Tatis Jr. came to the plate. Even with only 9,200 in the building, it was real. A lot of them came to see this kid as he swings here, hits one in the air to deep left field. Brinson going back on the warning track at the wall, looking up, gonna go! Tatis tips his cap to the crowd as he rounds first base. Number 30 for Fernando. A first inning shot and one to nothing Padres. They ask, he answers. It was a no-doubter, as they like to say. And here is a tweet from the Padres at the uh, at Padres. They say the Padres' 30 home run, 20 stolen base seasons. They list all the players in the franchise history who have done it and how many games they've done it. Steve Finley did it in his 160th game of 1996. Will Myers did it in his 155th game of 2017. Ryan Klesko did it in his 145th game of 2001. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. reached 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases in a season in his... 82nd game of 2021. So almost half of what all those other guys did. And I I keep saying, I've been saying it all week long. Fernando Tatis Jr. keeps doing things that we've never seen in Padres baseball history and in Major League Baseball history. So um, let's not lose sight of that in this weird game tonight. Uh, Both sides, they settled in during the second inning, but the top of the third started with a bang. Here's Ryan Weathers, who bats right-handed, swings to the first pitch, skies one to deep center field, Marte going back, looking up, gonna go! First home run in the big leagues for Ryan Weathers, and the third straight game that a Padre pitcher gets a hit. Weathers doubles the lead, it's 2 to nothing here in the third. And Ryan Weathers hits his first career home run, his flew 421 feet, and Fernando's flew... 409 feet. So at least tonight, Ryan Weathers can have the upper hand of Fernando Tatis Jr. in the home run distance club because he hit that dead center. Like, there was not no inches to the right or the left. It was dead center. And uh, I know that Tony and Jesse had been talking on the broadcast about it, about how big that park is. So that was pretty impressive from Ryan Weathers. And you could see it as soon as he hit it and out of the box, he was kind of like, he had that half smile, like, please go, please go. Uh, but that was awesome to see. The Padres got a couple more guys on base, but weren't able to score anyone. In the bottom of the third, things got slightly dicey. Marlins pitcher Braxton Garrett showed Ryan Weathers he can hit with a single, but immediately Weathers got Miguel Rojas to ground into a double play. And then with a hit-by-pitch walk and a wild pitch, Weathers got away with it and got Adam Duvall to line out. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth inning, and Craig Stammen in for Ryan Weathers. Miguel Rojas singles to left and steals second base. Then he reached third on a wild pitch. Hayes Aguilar chopped one off the ground, basically, and Manny Machado fielded the ball. Threw it to first, and it was slightly wide. Jerks and Profar couldn't handle it, and Rojas scored on the air by Manny Machado. In the top of the sixth, things got a little testy, but a little testy, a lot testy between the Padres and home plate umpire Doug Eddings. Fernando Tatis Jr. was rung up on a pitch that wasn't even close, and Fernando, for the second time this series, shows his displeasure with the home plate umpire. Then Will Myers gets a couple of close pitches that were balls called strikes, and Doug Eddings tells Trace Tingler... Yes, Trace Tingler to settle down. 2-1 pitch on the outside corner for a strike. 2-2 two and two to Myers as the zone is expanding like a balloon here in it's, the middle innings. It's only on the left side of the plate. You can tell from there, you got one warning, no more, Trace. Somebody has been told to be quiet. <laughs> so that's a good line by Jesse Aguilar. But the, you can hear the umpire call him Trace. I mean, come on, know the guy's name at least. Jeez, maybe you're caught up in the moment, but Trace and Jace are not close. I guess they rhyme, but they are it's not his name. Anyway, uh, if you want to see where those pitches missed, you can go to 97.3 The Fan SD on Twitter and look at, look for the StatCast tweets because uh, I know our boss Adam put them up, and they are worth uh, looking at for sure. Um, in the top of the seventh, once again, the umpire Doug Eddings was making his mark on the game by calling Hassan Kim out on strikes. Shocker, this wasn't a strike either. Bottom of the seventh was a struggle for the Padres. Tim Hill replaced Craig Stammen. Sandy Leone pinch hit and walked 
Miguel Rojas singled, Starling Marte singled, and then with the bases loaded, the last Marlin you want to see came to the plate. Gill has thrown 22 pitches already here in the bottom of the seventh inning. I think there's a hole at the top of this line. 2-2, ground ball, base hit into center field. Sierra has scored to tie the game. Rojas coming in behind him. He will score. Rowe goes back to second, and Aguilar is out there for out number two. But a two-run single for Jesus Aguilar. And the Marlins lead for the first time in this series. It's 3-2 in the seventh. And uh, that was the unfortunate play of the game right there. That was it for Tim Hill. And Austin Adams came into the game. He was much better than his last outing, and he struck out Adam Duvall on three straight pitches. We'll go to the final out of the game, which ended up being a challenge by the Marlins. But uh, Jesse Agler and Tony Gwynn Jr., they definitely are able to explain it a little bit better than me. So I'll let them do that. For the moment, it's a fielder's choice. Grisham out 4-6. to six. Myers on first with two down, and the Padres down to their final out with the tying run. But they're going to call him out. The game's over. So Grisham called out at second base and what has just been such a frustrating day for the Padres in regards to the umpires ends in a very frustrating way. The game is over. That's a double play. Grisham basically by not sliding into second base is called for interference. And now, you know, Tingler having his conversations with the crew chief, Bill Miller, but nothing he can do and nothing really Jace can say. That's right. I think the mere fact that Grisham doesn't slide here, and to be honest, sliding could have gotten him there a little bit earlier. But because he doesn't slide, he really opens up the door for this to be called interference, and that's exactly how this game ends. And if uh, at some point you can see this play, you'll see that it was kind of an awkward play. And we'll ask Coach here in just a second about what he thought about Trent Grisham. But it was a little strange to see Trent Grisham go in standing up and and um, an unfortunate end to the game and an unfortunate loss for the Padres. They lose to the Marlins 3-2 to two tonight after a lot, a lot, a lot of controversy. So we'll continue to get into that in the post-game show here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Matt Scraby. If you want to tweet me, at Matt Scraby. If you want to give us a call, 833-288-0973. If you're online right now and you can hear me, you are in line. The Padres lose to the Marlins 3-2. to uh, Ryan Weathers, he went four innings tonight. He only gave up two hits. He walked three. So if you're going to look for anything bad to say, it's that, the walks. But he struck out four, and he hit his dinger. So I, I guess that makes up for the three walks. And then Craig Stammen off, off the paternity list. He went two innings, struck out four. So uh, a good night for the bullpen outside of Tim Hill. But Tim Hill has been great for the Padres for the most part all season long. So it's just one of those nights. Just one of those days for the Padres that just did not go their way. And the game ended in less than three hours. That's like the, the the most shocking thing of them all, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I believe Coach John Kinter is standing by, so let's go to Coach right now and get his thoughts on the game. Now, Coach, we're going to have to talk a few times about the umpires, but uh, what do you think about the, the umpire and his balls and strikes tonight? Well, Doug Eddings, uh, you know, broke into the big leagues, Matt, uh, back on August 16th, 1998. I've watched him umpire a lot of ball games. I've never felt that he was one of the stronger ball strike umpires. In fact, if you go back to an article in Hardball Times uh, uh, in um, uh, 2011, it talked about how Doug Eddings had the biggest strike zone of all the umpires in Major League Baseball, and that's a decade ago. So, you know, this not should not be a surprise. He's not been one of the upper echelon guys. Uh, tonight, he was, uh, to be honest with you, worse than normal. I totally get why the Padres were upset, uh, and it, it really takes you out of your game. I think it took the Padres out of their game when Fernando got called out, and then he called uh, Will Myers out on three awful pitches. And it, it just escalated. Hassan Kim, and there were some balls that weren't being called. The Padres were, uh, they felt were strikes when their pitcher was on the mound. It was definitely a one-sided ball game, uh, balls and strikes tonight. But, you know, I've watched Doug Eddings for a long period of time, and, uh, you know, he's just not one of the better umpires. And, you know, the only thing that I would say, uh, and I heard what Jace had to say in the post game. I, I think if I was managing and I was asked the question about, you know, is there anything you can do? Uh, you know, I think I would have probably bit my lip on that. I, if you're going to handle something or, or put in a, a phone call on the umpires, I think that needs to be behind closed doors myself. Interesting, because I feel like, um, you know, 
there's a lot of fans out there right now that are thinking that he didn't do enough. Jace Tingler, that is, he didn't do enough during the game. But, you know, Skip Schumacher being ejected for the first time in his career player or coach, I feel like that has maybe a bigger impact than Jace Tingler getting ejected. But I don't necessarily think that Jace, um, that he didn't stand up for his team. No, you know, there's a there's a time uh, when when you're gonna go out there, and you're gonna get ejected, okay? But I think with the way uh, the the way everything was simmering tonight, and by the way, I don't know if any of the players in the dugout knew that Skip Schumacher had never been ejected. Okay, no. I don't know if that really factored in, but I know when when you're over there and you got a coach out there yelling and screaming, it kind of gets your blood uh, boiling. And the Padres, believe me, it was boiling all right tonight. But you know, as far as uh, uh, Jace Tingler's concerned. I think Jace did a good job of not getting kicked out tonight, and I'll tell you why. He needed to stay in the baseball game tonight because he needed to keep from some of his players getting kicked mm-hmm. out. I mean, Fam mm-hmm. eventually got kicked out, only his second big league ejection. Uh, you know, Tatis very well could have got ejected. Hassan Kim could have got ejected. I will say this about Doug Eddings. Now, I know he threw Fam out, and Fam kept it going once he went back to the dugout, and that that's more than... Uh, the normal to get kicked out, uh, you know, when you you keep it going, you go and you're shouting from the dugout because everybody uh, can hear. But you know what? I mean, a lot of those guys, Will Myers did, I don't think, really said much when he got called out. He was probably in shock on that last pitch <laughs> he got called out on. I mean, yeah. he needed a, a, a sand wedge to hit that ball. But the the thing with, uh, you know, Tatis, they gave him a lot, of, a lot of leeway. You know, he was able to say quite a bit to Eddings. I think even Hassan Kim, I don't know... <laughs> What he was saying to him, and what English or what uh, language he was saying it to, but they kept him in the ball game. I, I will give Eddings credit. I, I thought that for the most part, when the players confronted him on the field, I thought he gave them some leeway. But once you go to the dugout and are chirping, those guys they're they're going to get you out of there. Yeah, yeah. Once you once you enter your home, you're not supposed to start. You're not supposed to keep yelling at the umpire. But uh, the the other thing that we need to talk about in the game with the umpires was the final play of the game with Trent Grisham going into second, standing up. What were your thoughts on uh, the interference call that they, after the Marlins challenged, it went their way once again and the game was over? Well, you know, the way the rule is, they got the call right. Okay, they didn't get the call right initially because the Marlins had to challenge it. But, yeah. you know, Trent's got to be sliding. I mean, he, he knows better than that. And, you know, I'm not surprised the game was over. I mean, uh, Bill Miller, the crew chief, you know, as soon as he pointed, I, I knew he was going to uh, bang him. I mean, the way the rule's written now, they they had to do that. But, you know, in the old days, Matt, heck, when you'd go into second base, not only would you slide, a lot of times you'd try to break that double play up, you'd throw a rolling body block like <laughs> you used to throw up there at La Costa Canyon yeah. when you were playing football. Okay, you can't <laughs> yeah. do that any longer, but you got to go straight into the bag. And, you know, I heard what Tony had to say and, and totally agree. I mean, if he slides i'm not saying he's going to be safe but he mm-hmm. got there a little bit quicker and as long as he slides into the bag i uh, would have had at least one more batter come to the plate yeah yeah um we'll be talking about the empires uh, for a while on the post game show but let's go to something more positive like ryan weathers outing tonight coming off the il he went uh, four innings he only gave up two hits he walked three and he struck out four and then he hit his dinger Ryan Weathers, for a guy that hadn't uh, been on a mound in about 13 days, and we didn't think he'd be on the mound uh, that quick, I thought did a hell of a job tonight. I know he wasn't maybe as sharp as uh, he and the Padres would have liked, but the bottom line, he didn't give up a run tonight. He went four innings, did a heck of a job. Uh, the the three walks, you know, not the great command tonight. Man, I love the way this kid competes. I mean, I, I really enjoy I'm not sure there's a pitcher on the staff and the starting rotation that I enjoy watching more than Ryan Weathers because, I mean, there's no pretense out there. He's coming right at you, and and he's going to say, hey, this is what I'm throwing. See if you can hit me. He's not afraid. He challenges guys. And like my buddy Randy Jones always says, he trusts his stuff. And this kid, boy, I I just, uh, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. This kid's got a chance to have a really, really nice career, I think. Yeah, I I like uh, watching Ryan Weathers pitch, and especially when he's pitching well. Now, the other the other uh, kind of thing that people are talking about on the social media, I've gotten a few texts about was did Jace Tingler leave uh, Tim Hill in too long because that ended up being the uh, the difference in the game. What do you think? Uh, 
I, if I'm managing, I, I'm going with Tim Hill. I'm not bringing Austin Adams in. And the after reason happened, for that, yeah. Austin Adams doesn't show me night after night after night he can come in uh, with uh, you know great command, especially with runners on base. I have no problem bringing him in uh, to start at inning. But, you know, his control, and we've talked about it, he leads all of Major League Baseball right now with 15 hit batters. I mean, and if that slider's not on, he's going to wa- end up walking a run in. I have no problem whatsoever with Tim Hill. I mean, not only that, uh, you're trying to, you know, maybe uh, keep the ball down in the zone a little bit. Uh, Aguilar, who grounded into, I believe, two double plays last night, a great double play candidate. You know, they, they had him, and he just got that ball up a little bit, and Aguilar was able to bang it up the middle. And, and I know you want to go righty against righty, but sometimes you go the other way. And, you know, Tim Hill's pitched some awful good baseball for the Padres and uh, with runners on I felt to me you know listening to the ball game watching the game I felt much more comfortable in that situation tonight now tomorrow could be a totally different story but in that matchup I felt really comfortable with Tim Hill going against Aguilar rather than bringing Austin Adams in good breakdown coach anything uh, outstanding in your mind that we haven't talked about yet well, I think uh, there, there's two things we got to talk about. I think we have to talk, uh, Matt, about that fifth inning tonight because, uh, you know, everybody's yelling and screaming about the umpires, and believe me, I get it. I totally get it. But you go back to that fifth inning, Craig Stammen gave up a leadoff, uh, or he got the first out, gave up a, a single with one out to Miguel Rojas. He eventually stole second base got to third on a pass ball by Austin Nola and came home on an air by Manny Machado. And it's hard to get on Machado because this guy's been brilliant down there at third base. But, you know, I I think, uh, you know, that's a run that they shouldn't have had tonight. And the other thing, and I brought this up last night, and the the Padres, again, we're talking about the umpires, but the Padres, you know, they're letting Miami hang around. They let them hang around in game one. They let them hang Mm -hmm. around last night. They let them hang around tonight, and they came back and and got the Padres. Padres tonight, once again, left only three runners on base, but they were 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. So far in the series, Matt, the Padres against the Marlins with runners in scoring position. Think about this. Three for 23. Three for 23. Wow. Wow. That is uh, that is a big time number right there. That is not good, not good. Hey, you're lucky you've won two out of three with three for twenty three. Yeah, exactly. And you're lucky. I mean, this this whole road trip has been pretty good for the Padres. They've been on the right side of a lot of games. But uh, you would think if if you were to tell someone, hey, they went three for twenty three in the series, I, people would say, okay, well they lost all three games, right? And uh, right. so the Padres have found a way to win somehow, and that's what good teams do. Hey, the silver lining. Padres have an opportunity to take three out of four. They have an opportunity to uh, go six and three on this road trip. And remember, they still got that one game that they're leading against Atlanta. You know, back uh, when they eventually play that, they win that. That would have been a seven and three road trip. But that game tomorrow, not going to be easy. Trevor Rogers, mm-hmm. hey, he was the all-star guy for the Miami Marlins. He good pitcher, good young pitcher. Padres better be ready to swing the bat tomorrow. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Thanks so much, Coach. Uh, I will not be on with you tomorrow. Braden Soprenit will, but it's been nice talking to you all week long. Well, likewise, man. You've done a good job uh, doing this pre- and post-game day in and day out. I did it for 13 years. It's not easy. It's uh, very time-consuming, a lot of preparation. Good job the last six days. Thank you so much, Coach. I I appreciate that. Thank you. All right, that was Coach John Quintera here with us on 97.3 The Fan, the Padres postgame show. If you want to hear from Coach, weekdays you can, noon to 3. He and Braden Soprenit uh, lock it down, talk all the Padres that you can. So uh, that is uh, what you need to do on your lunch break is tune in to 97.3 The Fan. I see all of you on hold, but Brian is going to... He's going to call strike on me when it's a ball if I don't go to break. That was a really, really bad joke. So we're just going to go to break. I'm Matt Scravey. This is 97.3 The Fan. Padres lose to the Marlins 3-2. to two. More of uh, umpire talk when, you get, when we get back, and we will take your phone calls. So stay right there. We'll be back in just a few minutes. What was the turning point in today's game? Let's take a listen to the bold play of the game. Presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Bold. Public. Packed with lemonade flavor. The Eli's throw 22 pitches already here in the bottom of the seventh inning. I think there's a hole at the top of his line. 2-2. Ground ball. Base hit into center field. Sierra has scored to tie the game. Rojas coming in behind him. He will score. Rojas goes back to second. And Aguilar is out there for out number two. 
but a two-run single for Jesus Aguilar. And the Marlins lead for the first time in this series. It's 3-2 in the seventh. And uh, you heard it. That was the turning point in the game. Tim Hill takes the loss on the, uh, on the uh, night. He moves to 5-5. Five and five. He also blew a save, his third of the year. And that was just unfortunate. That came in the middle of all of the controversy. So I, I'm sure that uh, emotions were high and emotions were hot in that moment. So that is the play of the game, unfortunately. Uh, we still have, we're going to hear from Ryan Weathers in just a little bit. He spoke with the media after the game. And they're going to ask him about his home run. So that's something we can uh, look forward to tonight. And uh, we are going to go to the phones right now. So uh, Mike in Florida, all the way from Florida, is joining us here on 97.3 The Fan. Mike, how's it going? Pretty good. I watched the game on the Marlins broadcast, actually. I'm interested and... to hear what they had to say on the broadcast themselves. Well, they were even pointing out some of the uh, discrepancies in the balls and strikes. And after, later in the game, they tried to claim it was going both ways. But the <laughs> examples they were showing, those uh-huh. balls were so far outside. And an interesting thing is they interviewed Ryan's dad, Dave, because he's an original Marlin. Mm. And they interviewed him during the game. I guess he called in from somewhere, and they talked and talked about the home run and you know, I guess David hit two in his career. Yes. But, um, oh, it was egregious, though. And I don't know. I, I think Jace should have probably gotten himself run, especially after they called out both Fernando and Myers on them bad pitches. If he gets himself run then, maybe we don't lose fam. Maybe we do. But, you know, it was just so obvious. And I just knew somebody was going to get run. Yeah, no, obviously. Thank you so much, Mike, for the phone call uh, all the way from Florida. Please call us back here on the postgame show anytime. And I like that you were listening to the Marlins broadcast and they were trying to justify it at the end. Like, the, it's okay, Marlins. You, you won the game. You, you get another W in your win column. But uh, that is, um, that is I, I guess you have to when you're the home broadcast. you got to try to make it in the favor of your fans and – so that's what they're going to do. But here in Padres land and on the Padres broadcast, they I know that they put up on the uh, on TV the play of the game was all the pitches that were called strikes that were actually balls. So it was one of those nights. And in I know that people want Jace Tingler to be ejected, but I just don't I don't see the need for every coach in the dugout to get ejected. And you know you don't want a situation where there's no leader in the in the dugout and Fernando Tatis Jr. gets rung up and says something, and then he gets ejected, and something else happens, and that person gets ejected, and then you're out a couple guys. Maybe they get suspended. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm just – things snowball sometimes. And um, I, I just don't – I don't see the – I don't see why everybody's angry at Jace Tinkler. He wasn't the one who did this. So I understand you want to see your, your coach stand up for his players, and I believe that Jace did – uh, Skip Schumacher definitely did, and and by the time Tommy Pham was ejected, I don't think it would would have made a big difference anyway. So it, it's um, maybe maybe people are going to hate that I don't think that Jace Tingler did enough to get ejected, but um, I just don't see the reason for it. I just don't see the reason for it. All right, let's go and talk with Kathy. Kathy, you got thoughts, I'm sure. Oh yeah, um, and for people that think that Jace should have been tossed out, I mean. I don't want him acting like Dave Roberts, so don't that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want him acting like Dave Roberts either. If you have a, if you don't know what Kathy's talking about, Dave Roberts the last couple nights has been ejected from the game, and he has lost his mind about certain things. And you know what? There was one play maybe that he was in the right for losing his mind, but I think a manager needs to pick and choose their times when they're gonna when they're going to get ejected from a game, and I think. Jace did that, did it right tonight by staying calm. Right. And the other thing is, I want to know, how do you become a major league umpire? Because I would like that job. I mean, my job, obviously, because I work in healthcare, I can't make mistakes like that. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that there was absolutely no repercussions for these guys, that they could be as terrible as they are and, you know, with big deal, you know, they still get to do their job and they still get paid and absolutely nothing is done to them. 
So I think what in the NFL they're starting to kind of come down on bad uh, referees and stuff out there. Yeah. Um, yes, but I, I also think that um, I, I think that Major League Baseball does do that. They just don't release what their punishments are, or even if there are punishments. Um, they just don't release that, whether they find them or whatever. I don't know. I don't know. And Jace Tingler in the press conference as well, post-game press conference, he's not allowed to say anything about the umpires, and he has to walk that tightrope as well. So uh, the blame should be focused fully on Doug Eddings. I don't think anybody on the Padres side did anything wrong tonight. So uh, thank you so much, Kathy, for the phone call. we got to get to our next caller. Um, Russell is on the line. Russell. How are you doing tonight? You're on the Padres post game show with Matt Scravy. Russell. Yeah, Matt, you hey. there? Yes, yes. What's going on, Russell? Okay, listen, uh, I agree with you. And, um, you know, you've run into an umpire who clearly is a jerk. And it's not going to change whether you scream and holler, kick dirt on him. Uh, it's not going to change. And so uh, I certainly saw from the. Um, from the video that, you know, Jace, you know, had his moments with him and I am sure that, uh, he got his points across, but you know, at that point there's, there's nothing else that can be done. I, I would hope that major league baseball would take a serious look at this guy and frankly suspend him. And on top of that, I don't know, Matt, maybe you do, <clears throat> but, uh, certainly these umpires should be, uh, looking at, uh, reviews of their work on a routine basis based upon the technology that's out there these days that show the uh, computer generated strike zones and how far off they are. It, it's just, it, and it's not just this guy. There's a lot of them that are way off. Yeah, there are a lot of them that are way off. And speaking of uh, umpires being way off tonight, Kevin AC just tweeted that it, that the of the 17 calls home plate umpire Doug Eddings missed in tonight's game, 15 went against the Padres. And this is based on the strike zone tracker in MLB.com play by play. And if that's the case, that is that is a one sided that's one sided to the point where I think something's up. Like I, I think that something is a little amiss there, and I don't think I'm overstating it or understating it. I just think that something might be up when 15 of the 17 bad calls go against the Padres tonight. Problem, uh, Matt. But in, you've got an umpire's union, and I'm sure that if Major League Baseball took action, they would have a hoot and a holler from the union. And the union protects these guys, and that's what unions do. But uh, that's kind of what we're up against on this. Yeah, And so, you know, keep that in mind. And um, I just think that if these guys don't get themselves squared away, they're going to find themselves out of a job by technology because technology will take them over Yeah, sooner than later. No, you're absolutely right there. And thank you for the phone call here on the Padres postgame show. Um, you're absolutely right. If, if this continues to happen, and you don't want this to happen on a bigger stage, in a playoff game, in a World Series game, if that were to happen in a World Series game, um, that would be majorly problematic for Major League Baseball. That would be an incredibly bad look. And I know that the umpires union, they don't allow anyone to really say anything about them. And that's another thing is it's already putting the umpires on top of it's putting them on a pedestal. So I just think I just think that. I, I just think that was bad. That's all I can say about that tonight. So if you are in line right now and you want to talk to us on the postgame show and give your thoughts, you can. 833-288-0973. We're going to take a quick break right now. Uh, or should we go? We should talk to Ryan. We should hear from Ryan Weathers first. So if you're online, hold on. We'll get to you. But let's hear from uh, tonight's pitcher, Ryan Weathers, and let's hear about his home run. Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. I realized until I was told I hadn't pitched in 15 days. So uh, coming out, you know, obviously, wish I could have thrown strikes better, but all in all, I felt great and uh, felt good all over my body. So it was a good outing. You said you, you wish you'd thrown some more strikes. Is some of that because it had been that long since you'd last been out there? Yeah, I think it was a little bit of rust and, um, you know, just the adrenaline. There's no bullpen or live BP that can amount to big league game adrenaline. And, um, you know, 
towards the third and fourth, you know, it came out better, a lot cleaner, a lot of the same stuff. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of positives. When you look back on the injury that you suffered, does it surprise you that you've been able to come back and pitch as quickly as you have? Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, God's had his hand on me and um, could have been a lot worse than what it looked like. And, you know, just thankful and blessed that um, I'm back pitching in two weeks. When it first happened, it looked like it was more the knee than the ankle, but I guess it was really more the ankle that was the, the issue here recently. Yeah, yeah. So whenever I hit, just the bone hit kind of all the nerves in my feet or in my foot, and it just kind of shot like pain through kind of my whole legs. So it was when I went down, I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. But uh, no, it's just very thankful and blessed to be back. So you had it all taped up and everything today. Did that affect you in any way in terms of your landing spot? Uh, no, it was uh, it was good. Um, I got to wear the tape for probably about a week and a half now. So I just kind of found the best tape job, the what it gets used to, and I uh, found a good one, and it was uh, it was good. So was it more exciting to get back on the mound and pitch, or to hit that home run today? <laughs> the homer felt good um, for sure. Um, but it, it was just – I was happy just to be healthy and be playing baseball and instead of sitting on the sidelines. So do you have some bragging rights on your dad now because he had a 19-year career and only had two home runs. You're already halfway to eclipsing him. Uh, he's, he's still got me by one. So whenever I get one more, then I'll kind of trash talk a little more. But until now, he's still got me by one. Thanks, Ryan. Good to see you back out there. Well, pretty much covered it all. But, um, Ryan, I know you were a big slugger and all when you were – Surprise yourself, this is not an easy part to hit in, and that was the line shot. Surprise yourself at all? Um, so I hit it, and I didn't feel it in my hand, so I was like, okay, I caught that good. And uh, I saw Marte's numbers, and I was like, okay, it's for sure over his head, so I'm going to double. And then I just saw him stop, and I'm like, there's no way that just went out. So uh, it was uh, it was a cool feeling. Ryan, was that the first time you got to wear the swag chain? It was the first time. It was, uh, it was a little heavier than I thought it was, so it was pretty cool. I've heard a lot of people say that. You have to spin it and everything. Get a no, good absolutely. If, I, if that's the only time I get to wear it, that's the only time I get to wear it. I have to do everything. Nice. <laughs> good for you. Congrats. Oh, that was a great last answer by uh, uh, Ryan Weathers. And that is what everybody says about the swag chain is it's much heavier than people think it is. And I'm sure I got I to gotta find out how heavy this thing is. I, I don't know if it's out there, but I'm going to try to look and find it. All right, we have a few callers on the line, but if you are there, please, please, please talk to us. We keep asking for you to, you know, what's your name and all this other stuff, but we're not getting any response back from you. So that is why your call is not being taken. And uh, and so if you're not going to talk to us, we're going to drop you. We're going we're gonna to eject you for not listening. But we'll uh, take some of those calls when we get back. We'll also go through the rest of the postgame show. The Padres lose 3-2 to two to the Marlins. We're talking about the bad umpiring uh, by Doug Eddings, and we're talking about the ejections. We're talking about all that good stuff, and we'll continue to talk about that when we get back here on the Padres postgame show. I'm Matt Scraby. This is 97.3 The Fan. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel, San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Here's Ryan Weathers, who bats right-handed, swings at the first pitch, skies one to deep center field, Marte going back, looking up, gonna go! First home run in the big leagues for Ryan Weathers, and the third straight game that a Padre pitcher gets a hit. Weathers doubles the lead, it's two to nothing here in the third. We had to make that player of the game, we had to make Ryan Weathers player of the game, that is, because he came back from the IL and he looked as good as he has looked in a Padres uniform this season. Four innings, two hits. He's given up, or he gave up two hits tonight, three walks and four strikeouts. The walks, going to have to figure that one out. But he also hit that 421-foot home run. And uh, if you if you think that's not good enough, Fernando hit a 409-foot home run in the first inning. So Ryan Weathers will be our player of the game tonight. Uh, we are going to... I'm going to clear the way for some phone calls in just a second. But So let's do... Let's do the home run tally. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres radio network. Even with only 9,200 in the building, it was real. A lot of them came to see this kid. As he swings here, hits one in the air to deep left field. Brinson going back on the warning track at the wall. Looking up, gonna go. Tatis tips his cap to the crowd as he rounds first base. 
number 30 for Fernando. A first-inning shot and one to nothing Padres. They ask, he answers. Here's Ryan Weathers who bats right-handed, swings to the first pitch, skies one to deep center field. Marte going back, looking up, going to go! First home run in the big leagues for Ryan Weathers. And the third straight game that a Padre pitcher gets a hit. Weathers doubles the lead. It's two to nothing here in the third. Ryan Weathers home run so good. We're going to hear it twice. And that was awesome. Uh, I love the ooh by Tony at the end. Tony was impressed. I love that. That's pretty fun. We'll talk about that Monday on Gwen and Chris. All right. The Padres so far this season have hit 122 home runs, which puts them, puts them in a tie for 13th. With the Seattle Mariners at 122, the A's, who are coming to town here uh, Tuesday, are going to play the Padres at Petco Park. They have 123 home runs, and right below that, the Cincinnati Reds have 121. The Blue Jays are still leading baseball with 148 home runs, so that is the home run tally. All right, well, let's get back out to the phones, uh, 833-288-0973. This is Matt Scraby. This is the Padres postgame show on a... Padres 3-2 loss uh, to the Marlins, losing Game 3 of the four-game series. Let's go to Dan. Dan, I know you are on the line. What's going on, Dan? What's on your mind tonight? Hi there, Matt. Um, first of all, I just want to say you, your voice makes the Gwen and Chris show, and uh, I hope you never leave it. Oh, well, thank um, you very much. I appreciate that. You're, you you deserve it. Thank uh, you. First, uh, uh, Ryan Weathers, big props to him. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, but this umpire, Doug, uh, there's two points I have on him. One is he should never umpire behind the plate again. And two, somebody should do an investigation to see uh, if he made any bets on this game because <laughs> there could be some criminal charges that uh, are upcoming with the, that guy. Uh, I would hope that he's not betting on a random game between the Padres and Marlins in the middle of July, but you know there was something up, uh, and I'm sure they're they're going to do an investigation. But go ahead, Dan. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then this is kind of off the wall here, but uh, I am a uh, a major uh, non-believer in this uh, COVID stuff, and that all the major league sports are still testing using the PCR test. So somebody's got to get the word out there that the PCR test does not detect any sickness at all. And that's from the guy that invented the test. And it just makes me upset that pro sports players are being uh, told they have a disease when they don't have it. You know, the flu, the colds have just been non-existent for the last almost two years now. And they're, they're making people uh, suffer by... by I appreciate you bringing that up, Dan, but unfortunately, I can't let that go anymore. We're we're talking about baseball here, and I do appreciate the nice words you said about me and you calling into the post game show. And um, I, I, you, you're you're well within your right to have your opinion, and I am not going to have an opinion. But um, this is uh, we're talking baseball. But I appreciate it, Dan, for giving us a call on ninety seven three The Fan. All right, let's go to John in Temecula, I believe. John, how's it going? Hey, Matt. Yeah, John and Temecula, thanks for taking the call. Thanks for calling. So, yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy game. Seen a lot of baseball, seen a lot of games, a lot of bad umpiring, but uh, I haven't seen it this one-sided where manager Jace Tingler agreed that it was one-sided, Don and Mud, Pomerantz and Sweeney, you, all the callers, all of us. We saw the same thing. It was out of control. Uh, a lot of people were asking for this and for that. Are the umpires checked, et cetera? They have an exit interview every night after they're done, after every game. And it's probably already been done. So this guy, Doug, whatever his name is, has already seen his horrible work. And Major League Baseball does have fines. They do have suspensions. And you were right earlier when you said they don't announce them. Same with the PGA Tour, how they don't announce their fines for Mm -hmm. players, stuff like that. So just so the fans know, they're for sure 100% um, are these protocols in place to ensure that the umpires are regularly, you know, dredged for accuracy? And so, and also the other point I wanted to make real quick so you can get on with the show is that uh, I like that Tingler stays calm. He's a man of faith. He's not a raging alcoholic, screaming Billy Martin, Dick Williams kind of manager from the past. And he did get his two cents in there without getting tossed. And I'm glad Skip, you know, ran out there and did what he had to do. 
but uh, I'm glad we have a manager that's able to um, keep uh, self-control, composure, uh, leading by example for the rest of the ball club. So I was I was happy about that. Awesome. Thanks so much for the phone call, John. And and good point there on the umpires and good point on uh, Jace Tingler. I do believe that there are times where Jace Tingler needs to lose his mind, and I believe there are times when Jace Tingler needs to stay calm. And I think when, when there's a lot of um, – panic, not panic, frustration. There's a lot of anger. There's a lot of emotion in that dugout. Someone has to be, someone has to be the, the guiding force in that dugout. And tonight it was Jace Tingler. And so Skip Schumacher was able to go and give him the, the earful. So uh, I appreciate your phone call, John, and everything that you uh, said right there. And I'm looking for the umpire auditor stats. And I, I don't know that they come out until the day after, but uh, I'm going to continue to look and see what is going on with that. But, um, yeah, I don't see anything. I don't see anything right now. So we'll, we'll, get, we'll get back to that. I'm sure that they will. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that they will talk about that tomorrow on the post the uh, pregame show. Ooh, we got a few more phone calls. So something touched a, uh, a nerve there. Let's um, we're going to have to screen you. So stay right there. We're going to go to the out town scoreboard right now. Todd to check the scores around the big leagues with the Out of Town Scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games with seven convenient locations in San Diego. All right, around baseball, some of the other games are uh, just starting. I know that the uh, Giants and the Pirates, the Pirates, they just started. But uh, right now on the top of the ninth, the Royals are, are beating the Tigers 9-6 to in Kansas City. The Astros are beating the Rangers in the top of the ninth 4-1. to Actually, that one just went final. Uh, the Blue Jays and the Mets are playing right now at City Field in New York, and the Blue Jays are leading 7-3 to in the top of the ninth. The top of the fourth inning in San Francisco, the Pirates, the Pirates, they are winning 3-1 to one over the Giants. That is a huge one right there because Kevin Gosman is on the mound, and he doesn't give up many runs at all. So three runs for the Pirates, very good. We'll keep an eye on that. And the Rockies and Dodgers are playing right now as well. The Dodgers are uh, leading one to nothing up in L.A. The A's and the Mariners just started in the bottom of the first. The Diamondbacks and the Cubs, they ended up finishing that game 7-3. to three. The Yankees beat the Red Sox 4-3. to three. The Braves crushed the Phillies 15-3 to tonight. And the Orioles beat the Nationals in Baltimore. The Cardinals uh, lost to the Reds in Cincinnati 5-3. to Cincinnati 51-47 and on the season. The Rays beat the Indians 8-2. to and uh, Or the Guardians. Should I call them the Guardians? No, they're not the Guardians yet. And uh, that is the Angels beat the Twins 2-1. to The White Sox lost to the Brewers 6-1. to So right now... In the National League West, it's three to one Pirates on top of the Giants in the top of the fourth, and then the Dodgers leading the Rockies one to nothing. So keep an eye on that. All right, let's go back out to the phones. We're going to go to um, David. David, you're on the post game show with Matt Scraby. What's going on? What's up? Hey, uh, the I have a question for you. Maybe you can ask. Uh, maybe talk to on the Cantera uh, or one of the guys on the uh, show in the morning. If you have an umpire who is legitimately questionable or not so great and everybody knows it, can't the uh, umpire association or MLB maybe send him down to the minors and see if we can get some rehab uh, on getting his strike zone better? I mean, if he's that bad, you could. I mean, players get it done all the time. If you're not doing great, we we'll send you down. Why can't they do that to an umpire? Uh, John from Temecula just called and said they do review all the games. And I know that we've talked on Gwen and Chris before about how in the past they have – sent an umpire down to the minor leagues, but I think that's something that is very, very uh, rare. They don't want to do that, but I do think that they they can uh, suspend and they can punish the umpire for having a game like this, so yeah, I, I don't think we'll hear anything about it, but I do think that maybe we'll see that he's not umpiring here in the next couple days because maybe he's suspended or something like that, but the uh, the Padres, Jay Stingler did say in his press conference that he is the, the Padres are going to put in a uh, request with the league to look into this game, and uh, and they they are going to do that, and I'm glad that they're going to do that because that will help get some answers because it was lopsided and it was one sided. But appreciate the phone call, David. Uh, let's go to Joshua. Joshua, you are on the Padres post game show, ninety seven three. The fan, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Uh, so 
I, I remember uh, calling last year during the playoffs, and uh, Jace Tingler had gotten thrown out of the game when they were having that bullpen game against the Dodgers. Okay. Um, the thing that I remember very vividly about that game is maybe something, uh, some sort of kind of learning curve for Jace Tingler there. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody noticed how quick he was to get thrown out of that game and how like uh, just like a little bit less under control he was. But that game, it took a major turn, especially when Jace Tingler got thrown out of that game because he, uh, despite what some people may say, is very good at navigating that bullpen. And that game got a, got a little bit out of our hands once he left that game. So I'm kind of glad to see him make that kind of like uh, that growing curve, I guess yeah, you could no, say, learning going from into his this mistakes. year. And uh, and I think that showed a lot, and I think that has a lot uh, a lot of good outlook for the the postseason this year, especially if we ever find ourselves in a bind with that bullpen like that, that he can keep his cool. Because I'll tell you what, this is one of the worst games I think I've ever had to watch. Mm-hmm. It was like four or five innings of just blatantly bad calls. Yeah. The other way, and the fact that Jace Tingler could keep his cool under that those kind of situations speaks a lot about that man's like. I guess just demeanor itself. Like I was very impressed by him. You know what, Joshua? I appreciate that phone call. Thank you for giving us a call here on the post game show. Uh, I, I I hear what you're saying, and I agree with your with what you're saying. Someone needs to stay calm in 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 parts of the game that are highly emotional, and and there are a lot there are a lot of moving pieces happening. And I think that that's what he did tonight. And uh, I appreciate your phone call, Joshua, because uh, not many people right now are on the side of Jace Tingler, especially if you ask Twitter. Twitter wants him fired, and I don't think that Jace Tingler should be fired for what he did tonight because he didn't do anything. Again, this is on Doug Eddings. It's not on Jace Tingler. We're going to have to screen a couple more phone calls, but when we get back, we're going to find out who the relief pitcher of the game is. We're also going to preview tomorrow. Uh, I know that coach said Taylor Rogers was going to be on the mound, and I got a note from uh, Jeremiah Miller on Twitter at CamsCGY. Taylor Rogers went on the IL today. That is correct. I didn't want to say it earlier because I wanted to double-check it, but he did go on the IL, so they have not announced who's starting, but we will try to see if they have already announced by the time we get back. I doubt it, but... You never know. So Padres lose to the Marlins tonight, three to two, and this is the Padres post game show with Matt Scraby on ninety seven three The Fan. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank, providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID nineteen. Become a donor or volunteer today at San Diego Food Bank Second generation kind of day. One two pitch. Tried to check his swing. Could not. He goes around at a one two three sixth for Craig Stammen with a couple of more strikeouts. And Craig Stammen is our relief pitcher of the game, coming off the paternity list, straight off the paternity list. He's got to be tired. He's a new proud papa. He went two innings. He gave up only one hit. He did give up a run, but that was not uh, uh, a big factor into the game. And then struck, he struck out four. So Craig Stammen doing good things in his return from the paternity list. Matt Scraby back with you here. Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan after a Padres loss to the Marlins, 3-2 to two, after a pretty horrible, horribly called game by the umpire. I'm not going uh, to bite my tongue on that one. Doug Eddings, he, it was really lopsided. And, it, it, and I'll even go as far as to say it was unprofessional. You can't be ringing up four or five guys with bad pitches and expect for the other team not to say anything. And... This was, again, this was so bad. I hope that Major League Baseball addresses it, and I hope that they make him watch the tape and tape his eyes open so he has to see it. I guarantee you. I guarantee you in their postgame meeting with um, each other that they talked about it, and uh, it was probably embarrassing for Doug Eddings. All right. I hope I never meet Doug Eddings in real life somewhere because uh, now I know who you are, Doug Eddings. All right, we have one more phone call. I'm not sure the name of this. We've tried to go to you a couple times off the air, but hello, you are on the air on 97.3 The Fan. Hello. Hello, Matthew. Hello. Matthew. Hello, Matthew Scrabolingus. I had to make my wife go in the other room because she said your voice is more erotic. Okay, all right, all right. I know who that is, and we got a little bit of a prank call here on the Padres postgame show, so thanks so much for that, Will Galvez. You can hang up on him now. 
<laughs> He's been waiting for that, but I have a feeling there is uh, some fun being had tonight in the Will Galvez household. So, that <laughs> with that, I don't really know how to move on from that, but with that, we are going to close up shop on the show tonight. Marlins beat the Padres 3-2, to two, and uh, Braxton Garrett gets the win for the Marlins. He's 1-1. One one. Tim Hill, 5-5 five and five on the season, and uh, uh, Garcia gets the save for the Marlins tonight, and it's his 15th save on the season. Padres scored two runs on four hits, one air. Those two runs came on a Fernando Tatis Jr. home run and a Ryan Weathers home run. Uh, yes, you heard me right, Ryan Weathers. And Miami, they scored three runs on eight hits. They did not have an air tonight. So they will be finishing up their road trip, their final game of the road trip tomorrow, the 10-game road trip that uh, started out of the All-Star break and uh, they will finish that up tomorrow. They will be heading home to San Diego after tomorrow's game. Hopefully, the Padres can take three of four from the Marlins. We'll have to wait and see, and we'll have to see the fallout of all this uh, umpire talk. So that's what's happening. Uh, We will uh, talk to you later. Um, I'm getting, like, text messages now. (laughs) They're calling back in. All right. Padres postgame show. They lose the Marlins or the Padres do three to two here on 97.3. The fan. Thank you, everyone. Thank you to Brian Cohen. Thank you to Jesse Agler, Tony Gwynn Jr. Thank you to uh, Dave Marcus. Thank you to Adam Klug. Thank you to everyone here. I'm Matt Scraby. We'll talk to you soon. 97.3. The fan. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres, 97.3 The Fan, and the Padres Radio Network. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.